0: Better than this, guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. Kyle, I don't know if you've noticed, but my, my rumbles at the beginning have been very inconsistent, and I blame it on uh, the timing of drinking coffee in terms of my throat being ready for the grumble.
1: Oh, really? That's, yeah. that's what we're going to pin this on?
0: I think so. I think so. Okay.
1: Well, I'm sorry to hear that uh, you're, I will say this. I typically record draft dudes and then immediately afterwards record locked on dolphins for the day. Yeah. And because it's so much talking and I do have coffee, like my, I'm definitely pausing more during the solo show (laughs) when I have to talk the entire time and just like clearing my throat.
0: It is nice to have a co-host, and and then you can take a moment, a little bit, Hit that mute button, you know. Cough up a lung, take a sip of water, and then get back for talking again. When it's just you, you, that's it. And like, I wish people (laughs) could hear like Locked On Bills, the unedited tracks, like, like because I try to, (laughs) you try to force it out every time. You're right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get right through this grumble in my throat, and you're just going, and then it's just gradually you're losing it, but you're still fighting it. And, right oh, uh, man, yeah, what doesn't get published, you know?
1: yeah, it's bad. did you I've edit out them. two
0: f bombs yesterday or are they still there? No, they're on there. Right. I didn't take them out. My apologies.
1: I mean, I was one of them.
0: I know well, I was just look, I'm just thinking, you know, somebody riding their kid around or something playing the podcast, and all of a sudden, bam, you know. Yeah. It's not the first it happens, time it's, it's happened. It happens every once in
1: a while. It's not yeah. like there's worse things. You get Kyle talking than... about
0: Le'Veon Bell, and the next thing you know, there's f bombs involved.
1: Well, I just get passionate, man. Talk about the Jets.
0: <laughs> All right, who knows if we're talking about the Jets today? But we are we talking are... about the Jets. Are they on here? All right. So yeah, they are. Adam Shine, NFL.com uh, analyst. He does national radio. Uh, man, he's got a booming voice. You ever listen to him? Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, Booming's the right word. Booming, man. Booming. I wish I had an impersonation. Maybe I'll work on that. Uh, and he did nine uh, NFL bold predictions. And we're going to yes, talk nine. about it. This is like takes on takes, but just draft dudes and Adam Shine. And Adam Shine's really not here to defend himself. He was <laughs> in writing and we're going to respond to what we think about these nine uh, predictions that he made. They're, they're, they're kind of hot. Some of them are pretty hot. Spiciness to them? Well, I mean, the first one's pretty hot, right? The, all right. The Patriots will collapse to a top five pick in the 2021 NFL draft. I, ho- I hope that doesn't happen. I want the Patriots to be a good seven and nine this year. You know? Eight no, and eight.
1: That's where I struggle. As you and I being AFC East guys at our core, there is a part of me that would love to see like four and 12 and see how Patriots fans endured that experience. But then there's another part of me that hopes that the next 20 years are just painfully, painstakingly mediocre so that they never get out of the cycle. Kind of like what we've been exposed to (laughs) during this entire time of them being amazing.
0: Yeah, but you, you just can't get in the top five and then get it, get one of these top quarterbacks and then just reset the deck, you know? Well, if they get fifth, I feel
1: pretty good about those odds of them not coming away with Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, don't you?
0: Oh, man, I don't want them in the conversation, man.
1: I don't want it. You have this irrational fear of New England.
0: You're, You're afraid
1: of them. Yes, have been but, bullied by them.
0: Yeah, I feel a certain way, but... I also am predicting that the that the Bills win the AFC East this year, and th- oh,
1: so you, you've you've gone on the record now and said that on oh, the show. It's uh,
0: well. I, here's the thing i I'm not going to say predict. I expect. You just it's my said my expectation. It. You no, it's literally it's
1: just. Said, and if you know, expect I, it, I, then I, you're going to predict it.
0: Just just say it. I expect the Bills to win the NFC AFC. No, say
1: I predict the B, the Buffalo Bills, say I predict the Buffalo Bills will
0: win. The no, Bills. no. No.
1: Why? Why?
0: Cuz it doesn't feel If you noticed
1: I I didn't finish that statement either because I don't want the out of context soundbite out there of me saying it either.
0: Are you predicting the Patriots?
1: I am not predicting anybody right
0: now. Nobody wins the AFC East.
1: I can tell. I I do not have a prediction at this current time, but I will tell you who it's not going to be, Joe, and it's the New York
0: Jets, okay? Same. Same. We can agree there. Okay, good. (laughs) So specifically, I don't think the Patriots collapse and get a top five pick. I don't think it happens. Uh, I think they've got too
1: many, like, well-established and well-seasoned veteran players Mm -hmm. that have had impact in years past. They still have Bill Belichick. And Joe... this is like the best interior trio in football. Mm-hmm. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play good defense. They're going to they're going to win ugly, but I think they'll win enough that like I'd probably be more surprised if they had a losing record than anything.
0: Somewhere seven to nine wins is my expectation. Top, right. I mean, we're talking about four or five wins in the top five. Yeah, okay, all, we're out. We're both out on this. Yeah, I am officially out
1: on the Adam shine tape, although I do appreciate the sentiment. All right. Uh, His framing was they lost a lot of impact players, obviously Tom Brady being one of them. Defensively, he mentioned Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins. He mentioned the schedule. I mean, I can't can't read too much into the schedule right now. Can you? It's like I I did that a couple weeks ago. It's like strength of schedule, you know, from the past year, like these teams are so different. Year over year, they're so different. So. I'm not reading too much into the strength of schedule, but yes, they do have some presumably tough challenges on their schedule. But every team does, and none of some of these teams aren't going to be who we think they are. So, I'm the out. last
0: three the last three sentences of his blurb explaining himself: the Bills will maul the Patriots this season in Foxborough has five and eleven written all over it. If everything breaks right, I think the Jaguars, Patriots, and Giants are the three worst teams in the NFL right now. No, Adam. Then my guy put it in writing. <laughs> woo
1: Okay. Let's All move right. to number two. Let's keep yep. this line moving here. We're doing pretty good today, Joe. We're at a better pace than we were yesterday. Right.
0: All right. We could blow that real quick. So
1: Yeah. Th- th- just give us time. We'll do it. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said it wrong. I got it right. Las Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs will win – the rushing title in 2020. Uh, He goes on to to mention big name stars like Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, to name a few. But everyone, to quote him, everyone is going to have to move aside for Jacobs in 2020.
0: I think I'm going to take the field.
1: (laughs) Oh, of course you're going to take the field. If you had to pick a favorite, is Josh Jacobs your favorite? No. Now, I'm not asking you to take the, to, to yeah. pick a definitive winner, but if you were to pick a guy, who would it be?
0: Well, I mean, look at the two guys last year, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb at the top of this list. Is there some reason to think Derrick Henry's not going to get 300-plus carries and average five yards a clip?
1: That feels like such a common sense because of just the way that offense is constructed, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, in how many Like carries? I can't I can't get behind
1: Zeke either because of the and coaching the change. Page. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um how I mean Nick Chubb obviously I think is going to have a big year.
1: Him being with Stefanski is going to be a big boost for him. Them running yeah. a lot of two tight end sets and zone offense, the, I like that for for Chubb a lot.
0: Jacob's in 13 games had 242 carries last year. That's a good. That's a good pace. It's a healthy but, number. Yeah, I mean CMC and Joe bray and, and Clyde Edwards CMC
1: Hilaire ain't role? gonna lead the. No, he ain't gonna lead the lead rushing. Carolina's I mean, gonna be losing too many games. They're gonna be chasing you on the scoreboard. They're not gonna have time to run. He'll he'll have a ton of all purpose yards, but I think he'll. Here's a hot take. Okay. I think McCaffrey has more receiving his yards this year than he does rushing
0: yards. It's very spicy. I can I can see your rationale there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Leonard Fournette had more rushing yards than Josh Jacobs last year.
1: How about Saquon?
0: If he's healthy, hell yeah.
1: There's no reason to think he wouldn't be healthy. The man missed like two games with a high ankle sprain.
0: Yeah. Jacobs will be in the top 10.
1: Oh, come on. Top five. Let's get spicy. Top five. All right. What's more likely to to happen? Jacobs wins the rushing title or the Patriots finish with a top five pick?
0: Jacobs win the, wins the rushing title.
1: I agree with you. One other thing, Joe, that we agree on is that these Built Bars are the best protein bars on the face of the planet. We've been pumping these things up, but trust us. Built Bar, whether you're looking for a meal replacement, post-workout meal, or just a snack throughout the course of the day, these things are light. They're between 110 to 150 calories. They eat like candy bars, not like the sole of your shoe. And whether you like fruit flavors, dessert flavors, they've got something for you. Natural flavors involved and dark chocolate on all of their built bars. If you go to builtbar.com, we can use promo code locked on to save you $10 off your first. That's promo code locked on at builtbar.com to save yourself $10 off your first box. Don't just take our word for it. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and find out for yourselves what all the fuss is about. number 3. Joe, I don't I'm not going to speak on this one at all. Okay. This is all you. Jets QB Sam Darnold will become a quote star in
0: 2020. So Shine here explains and really emphasizes the the stretch that Darnold had after he came back from mono weeks 9 through 17. Average 245 yards passing per game in a 14 to five touchdown to interception ratio. So if you if you were to take that eight game span across an entire season, you're talking about 3,920 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. It'd be a nice year, right? That's a, that's good, a good year. Year that's yes. not a star. So you're you're saying okay, that's now like the new like Sam Darnold. That's what he does, right? That's his normal. Uh, and he's going to get better. So you're projecting growth. I mean, I think that Sam Darnold can get himself into a a position where you say, yeah, you know what, the Jets really have their guy. Right now he's probably a top 12 or 15 quarterback, but you, you don't have any questions about him being the answer long term, right? That's where I think Sam Darnold takes this conversation next year. Star, when you say star, you're talking Pat Mahomes, Russ Wilson, uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's what you're talking about, right? You know, I, I right. that Darnold's not entering that stratosphere. Can he in a couple more years? Sure. And I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm in on Sam Darnold, but star is not, not a course that I see him on. I, I like, I, I Joe Douglas tried to get this offense better this, this off season, and he's given some new, new ingredients to Adam Gase. And, and I, I think it's improved. Did it improve in the ways and to the degree that you maybe hoped it did? Probably not, but it's better. So, okay. more comfort in year two. I we'll see. But so I'm he not referenced
1: start. what did Darnold average over the final eight games of the season? Two
0: hundred forty-five passing yards and a fourteen to five touchdown interception ratio.
1: Okay, so two hundred forty-five passing yards. Let's start yep. there. Okay, so weeks nine through seventeen.
0: You're going to say the schedule right now, aren't you?
1: I am going to say the schedule yeah. because here's the thing. They lost to the Dolphins. Donald had 238 passing yards, or the, the team's passing yardage was 238 passing yards. Okay? Dolphins were the 27th-ranked passing defense in football. They gave up 262.4 passing yards per game. Below average performance by the New York Jets. New York Giants won that game 34-27. The offense in total had 294 yards, 218 passing yards. The Giants, 28th worst passing defense in football, gave up 264.1 below average performance. Washington Redskins, 400 yards of offense. This was a win, 285 passing yards. Washington was the 18th rated passing defense. Okay, 238.9 yards per game. So they had an above average performance after two below average performances against two teams picking in the top five of the NFL draft. They beat the Oakland Raiders, 313 passing yards. Uh, the Raiders were the 25th worst passing defense in football, giving up 256.7 yards per game. So that was another above average uh performance, but I would like to point out all four of those defenses were in the bottom half of the NFL. Three of those four defenses were in the bottom seven worst passing defenses in football. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Jets lost this game, scored six points, and had 209 passing yards. Cincinnati, where are they at? 20th worst passing defense in football, 244.8 yards per game, below average performance by the uh, New York Jets passing offense. They beat the Miami Dolphins, 262 passing yards. Dolphins, again, 27th-ranked passing defense in football, giving up 262.4 yards per game. So, again, a below-average performance by the New York Jets. They put 207 up on the Baltimore Ravens, which was a top-five passing defense. They lost that game, by the way. They put up 174 passing yards on the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was a top-three passing defense. They scored 16 points and one touchdown. And they also were 20 yards short of the Steelers' average conceded yards in passing offense. And they gave they beat the Buffalo Bills 13 to six. Got 80 185 passing yards against top five defense that sat no. their best corner. Yes,
0: they sat everybody, Kyle. That wasn't the Bills. Was the Bills back. They had less
1: passing yards in that game than the Bills average in the season against
0: the backups. <laughs> they had Isaiah McKenzie having reps at cornerback in that game, brother. Spare me spare uh, me the narrative hair the hammer's down i'm not sure i'm not sure where to go from here besides move on and uh kyle has is foiled uh and spoiled the notion that this is a good take all right
1: take take me on to the next one i, I said i wasn't going to say anything and then you know we went through the, the nitty-gritty and i had to say something so let's continue
0: coach of the year mike mccarthy Ooh. <laughs> His Cowboys will be the NFC's number one seed. Number one seed, Dallas number Cowboys. Number one seed in Twitter, the NFC. Twitter doesn't need that. Twitter doesn't need that, Kyle. You know,
1: Man, unless this you're a Cowboys that,
0: fan, you can't be rooting for this. Unless,
1: like, they had a meltdown in the playoffs
0: Oh yeah, for the that fireworks.
1: Would. You know, imagine they do get the one seed, right? They romp through the season, <laughs> and then they lay an egg in the home playoff game. Like, Cowboys fans would lose their minds.
0: Some nine and seven team advances and right, right at, at uh, some Jerry nine and World. seven
1: seven seed wild card uh knocks him off.
0: The first ever, the first ever seven seed to beat a one seed. Whoo okay I mean, they've, they've got the pieces, man. You you they do have defensively the here. You like this defense? I like it enough. I like the front seven.
1: Yeah, the front seven's great. You know, Van Der Esch is healthy, we're in good shape. Yeah, we need Jalen Smith to get a little bit better with his tackling, and, and and hopefully provide just modest value in the pass game, right? Yeah, but he's still a young, rangy linebacker. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the back at like imagine if the I know we we've debated on whether J- J- Jamal Adams thing will happen or not. Yeah. But if Dallas goes in and gets Jamal Adams this a little easier pill for you to swallow
0: it would be helpful I think that's my big thing I'm thinking a number one seed in the NFC right with a very good conference with good football teams in there yeah and I, I I mean you love the fireworks that this passing game's capable of right you, you yeah. think they'll be able to run the football offense I don't really have any questions about I like their front seven but if secondary play is so critical to NFL success I don't think I'd look at this secondary and say you know what this is a bunch of really good football players. I feel like it's a deficiency on this team.
1: Okay, but no, just Devils advocate. Who would you pick otherwise?
0: Well, so in the conversation is the Saints. Okay, uh, but they
1: got to play the Bucks twice and the, the Falcons are no pushover, so there's some competitiveness within that division.
0: Are they better than the Eagles? I mean, are we Dallas is like for sure better than the Eagles?
1: no but i'm just saying from a, a depth of difficulty of the division the west top to bottom or the i think the east is the easiest division top to bottom because i think it's only two teams
0: right so are we saying the dallas cowboys start the year 4 and 0 because they're just going to the- walk over the giants and redskins
1: i mean i'd be inclined to believe that I mean, never say never, especially in the NFC East, right? Like those division rivalries run deep.
0: San Francisco, but- New Orleans, Tampa, Philly, Dallas. Those are your contenders for the one seed in the in the NFC. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, but do, do, does any of the teams, if you think those are the cast of characters, do any of those teams have an area on their team that makes you go, hmm, quite like the Dallas secondary does?
1: I mean, New Orleans, not on offense, defensively. You got Cam (laughs) Jordan.
0: Linebacker, maybe. Yeah. San Francisco. Alonzo and Anzalone to start, probably. Um, Young receivers, maybe.
1: Philadelphia in the secondary. I know. For sure.
0: And the Cowboys have stupid good receivers.
1: Right. And like I think Dallas's receivers are better than Philly's. Both divisional or both those teams in the division have question marks in the secondary. And like Philly lost their, their best presence in the secondary this offseason. So
0: they also they got Darius Slay, Nikkel Roby, Coleman'll be a big up the plot.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Ronnie McLeod's a reasonable starter. He just trusts Jim Schwartz, not put those guys in bad spots. No, it's gotta be plus one in the box, Kyle. <laughs> Okay, so then uh, I don't know how solved the problem is here. I'll take I'll take this as a no. You're you're, you're gonna I take think, the field. You're gonna take the field. I think it's a smart play. I can see this
1: realistically happening, but it's always smart to take the field. So I'm also gonna take the field.
0: All right, Seahawks, Seahawks will miss the playoffs. No, not with seven Seven teams. Seven teams you the, about you're you telling me a Seahawks playoffs? on a top seven team in this conference. I just hope we can win another game. Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf, Bobby Wagner.
1: Yeah, there's where it, that's how it, it's hard to get your head around, right? Because say what you will about Seattle. Right. The Seahawks have not won less than nine games ever since Russell Wilson showed up. 11, 13, 12, 10, 10, 9, 10, 11. We're going to miss the playoffs. Right. Right. They missed the playoffs the year they went nine and seven in twenty seventeen, but Russ has taken this team to the playoffs seven out of eight years to start his
0: career. And we have seven seven spots. Now I would be nervous. I like their defense was bad, and I'm not sure it got better. Right. <laughs> so that's a concern. I mean, they're they need they need Jaron Reed to be twenty eighteen Jaron Reed. Lj right. Collier has to be a first round pick for them.
1: Even you know, just, like, a top 100 pick, you know? Be helpful. Just, just
0: be, be, be a functional starter. Condre digs in year two, you know, with them, he'll he'll probably be more comfortable. Um, is Quentin Dunbar going to be able to help this team?
1: No, I'd write him off just because that's that – I mean, That legal thing's pretty tough. That legal thing is – I would have to imagine that'll have to get cleared first. Although you never know, like, Patrick Chung, did not when he, like – who was who was the yeah. Patriots guy? Was it Chung? Chung. I don't. I don't want to attach the wrong name to that. Right. That offense. But was he like he had like cocaine on him or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Like large amounts of cocaine. Yeah. So over with and forgotten. Right. And he played all year. So because it's still an outstanding legal issue. Yeah, so that's sign the, the new deal with him. So right. They must feel pretty good about it. How about <laughs> Seattle signed Carlos Hyde?
0: Say what you want. Carlos Hyde's coming off the best year of his career. I understand that, but this team didn't need Carlos Hyde. We, Chris, Chris Carson, Rashad, Penny, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas. Just What are you signing all. Carlos Hyde for, man? Keep Because he's the only one that can be, stay
1: healthy. And they, they tried to offer Devonta Freeman that contract before they, they gave that exact same contract to Carlos Hyde.
0: Right, which I think that's a better fit for them.
1: It is a better fit for them. Freeman's in trouble.
0: Well, I don't yeah. I
1: don't know how well I Freeman might have to sit this year out.
0: Imagine you're running back. You have so many years to make money in the NFL. You're already banged up, like go play and make some money and prove yourself. And, and the best way, Dev, Devante Freeman's not going to get a bigger deal next year by not playing this year. He's right. going to get a bigger deal next year by playing this year and being good and, and being good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote about this for for TDN on the 23rd. So it was about two weeks ago. And it was like when it came out that he said he's willing to sit out the year if he doesn't get a deal that's in his ballpark. That pretty much is is an admission of I'm not playing this year, because you weren't going to get a better deal than one year four million dollars that would have put you, I believe, as a top fifteen salary right. at the position. That's that's when this you point. played
0: as poorly as you did last year. Yeah, that's what he had to do. Uh, Seahawks are better at center, by the way, with BJ Finney over Joey Hunt.
1: Who we got to tackle now? Who we got to left tackle?
0: Dwayne Brown for a left tackle. And then it's between like Brandon Shell, Cedric Agbui, and Jamarco Jones for the other tackle spot.
1: I would argue that's probably an upgrade.
0: Over a Fetty? Yeah. Yeah. Phil Haynes, let's go. Let's go. But between between Ethan Pochik, Mike Upati, Damian Lewis, and Phil Haynes, you should get that other guards, the, the guards figured out, right? You'd
1: assume so. So Russ we're selling Wilkins. on this take, right?
0: Yeah, Russ Wilson's still at quarterback? Yeah, I'm selling on the take.
1: His thought process was San Francisco, Tampa won the offseason, New Orleans is back in the hunt, Dallas and Philadelphia both upgraded their rosters, he's already declared the Cardinals as this year's Cinderella team, and Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers being – like Green Bay was – getting. if you think Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and that's the lock – they were going to get in anyway right because right he's be- he's effectively betting that Arizona will be a better team this year than Seattle
0: i think you have this is where i think it goes philly dallas green bay saints bucks niners seahawks and i still have another wild card spot don't i no i don't i have this, that's it. it that's it that will be it i have it. three yeah that's it so here's what I'm banking on. I to me, it, I continue to go back to the Vikings as a team that I don't see getting back to the postseason this year.
1: Right, and Adam did not mention Minnesota at all yet. Right,
0: so that's that's what I see differently there. Well, all
1: right, doesn't well, sound like Rebecca's too happy with she, that. Projection. She's
0: waiting for her mother to to get her get her up. She's a couple rooms down here, and she is woke. Um, <laughs> the next one here, number six, the Chiefs' quarterback Patrick Mahomes will throw. 51 touchdowns, Kyle. That would be one more than he threw in 2018, and it would be 25 more than he threw last year in 14 Listen, years.
1: Listen, right, and that's I, I get there was a statistical regression from 2018 to 2019. But you have to feel like the normal is going to fall closer to 30 than 50 with him. It, it can't. He can't go out here and throw 50 touchdowns in two out of three years as a starting quarterback. That is such a statistical anomaly. So I'll sell that. I'll sell. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'll say he throws 40.
0: Yeah, that's still a lot. It's a very
1: hell. I mean, that's a very good chance to lead the league.
0: Uh, So here's the thing. When you say 51 touchdown passes, you're talking, you're, you're predicting the second, most prolific touchdown pass season in the history Ever. of the NFL there's only been 3 50 touchdown pass seasons May, Manning in 13 Brady in 2007 and Mahomes in 2018.
1: right and so I don't just Brady, make Brady and Mahomes tied right with 50
0: 50. so 55 for Manning in, in 13 and then 50 for both Brady and Mahomes yeah I I don't just I don't just willy-nilly say expect all-time great seasons you know what I mean I, I just right. don't think that's fair now granted
1: if anybody has reason to right. inspire that kind of confidence, it's Kansas City because they lit the world on fire and they just won the Super Bowl. And Mahomes, and, to his credit, you know, only missed two games with the the knee dislocated knee that he suffered. Yep. So,
0: and everything's back for them, right? Like, I mean, there's a little bit of turnover, like maybe one guy on the offensive line. They've upgraded at running back, but it's the same guys he was throwing to last year: Kelsey right. Hill, Watkins, Hardman. De- you know, Demarcus Robinson's back. Like there's, it's gonna be very comfortable. Obviously, another right. year with Reed. Like uh, Eric Bieniemy's back. Like it's all right there for him to do it. I just, I think it just comes to a fundamental concern that I have to predict fifty passing touchdowns. But hey, Adam shines making bold predictions here, and so it's easy to sit here and poke holes at it. But he, right. look, we can see it. But
1: but I but I would not. It would not be the one I'm most ready to buy in on this list.
0: Oh, that's gonna, you're gonna at the end you're gonna say, so, hey, "Who, Joe? Which one do you think is gonna really come true?" Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know how this goes. We've been doing this a while. I'm ready
1: to buy this next one. Stiller, Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. will dominate once again. So Juju uh, played in 12 games, had 552 receiving yards and three touchdowns uh, after two seasons to start his career, in which he put up uh, over 2,300 receiving yards. Yeah. Uh, had 111 receptions, seven touchdowns for 1,400 yards in 2018, made the Pro Bowl. Uh, obviously, a massive statistical regression. He saw his catches and his receiving yards cut almost by two-thirds. But that yeah. is understandable when you think about Ben Roethlisberger, only played a handful of games. uh True. Duck Hodges, and Mason Rudolph as your other quarterbacks that were throwing him the ball. We didn't have Antonio Brown, so everybody else in the receivers' court, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, these guys are young. Juju was all of a sudden put into the starring role in the offense when he was the complementary target beforehand. So I think all these things mixed together, I think we should be expecting, you know, for me, 1,100, 1,200 yards for Juju Smith-Schuster this year.
0: Yeah, all the way in here, three things. It's it's real simple. You said to him, Ben's back, right? He regressed due and large to Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph throwing the football. Juju wasn't healthy himself, number two. Right. And number three, like Antonio Brown being gone did not help this situation last year. But Deontay Johnson showed enough last year. James Washington took a step forward last year, and I think that the the – the opportunity for defenses to just say, "Well, if we stop Juju, we're fine." That's not going to work because not only do they have those two guys, Washington and Johnson, you know, they do have Chase Claypool, who's a different type of a matchup problem. They did bring in Eric Ebron. They have Vance McDonald, so they're they have some opportunities to do some things there with some bigger slots and and get some you know some some big personnel on the field. I, Juju's going to be fine. He's he's going to be a beneficiary of of all of those things. He'll be right back uh, over a thousand yards and challenge for ten touchdowns.
1: Adam also points out he's in a contract year,
0: and that uh, seems to <laughs> seems to be uh, uh, a, a good opportunity for guys to put it all together. So
1: what's it, what's what's interesting here for Pittsburgh, Joe, is which outcome would be more likely to see Juju back in Pittsburgh? Juju blows up and expects a big contract, or Juju flops again and does not perform well again.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Do you want to save that for tomorrow?
0: <sighs> yeah. Save because
1: that. there's there's a lot of layers there for Pittsburgh specifically in their cap situation.
0: Yep. Tons of it.
1: That like I don't know if there's a good answer, but we'll leave that for tomorrow. Uh Lions QB Matt Stafford will league the lead the NFL in passing yardage this year. Mind you, Matt Stafford was on pace for, I believe, a five thousand yard season before he yeah. missed the second half of the season.
0: 2499 passing yards in um 8 games. 8 games and I and know. it wasn't
1: even 8 full games, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, Stafford I mean and everything's back for him in terms of his weapons. Hawkinson in year 2 will will take a step as well. Um now they did draft DeAndre Swift, they've, you know, so maybe there could be some more of an emphasis on running the football, you know, and they 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 got some big offensive linemen. Um so you could see that being Stumbling block, but I think Stafford's capable of throwing for a five thousand yard season, and I think not. I'm a field guy in general because I think that's smart. But this is one that I don't. I totally buy in, although I think it's still smart to take the field. Can we
1: take a second and appreciate how big of a statistical boom he did have?
0: Massive, like career high so, passer rating and everything. Like he was
1: right. Up. So the one that I like to look at is adjusted net yards per pass attempt. So it accounts for sacks and interceptions and turnovers. And and so it's like it adjusts how many yards you netted per pass attempt while adjusting for negative plays.
0: Yeah.
1: His previous season high was, or previous career high in a season was 7.01. So 7.01 adjusted yards per pass attempt. He had 8.15 last year. 2018, he was under 5.8 yards per pass attempt.
0: Now he's at 8, 8.1, almost 8.2. Yeah, that's a that's a significant. He was only on over seven that one year.
1: Yes, it was the only year he was over seven on, on adjusted net yards per attempt.
0: In 2017, and now he, he went to 8.15, man. He was killing it. He cooking it. And the same I mean, he's got Galladay, Jones, Amendola, Hawkinson. They're all back.
1: Man, this man really threw seven hundred and twenty seven pass attempts in twenty twelve. That's a couple, right? Yeah. Holy cow. That's a lot.
0: Too bad he didn't. Imagine if he had eight one five average adjusted net yards per pass attempt.
1: No, I can't. Imagine if he had seven. Right, he was. <laughs> that was a five point eight year. Right. <laughs> He'd have crushed all the passing records that year if they were proficient at all. Um, mm-hmm. Last one: Derwin James wins D-Roy next year. Dpoi. Dpoi. Dpoi.
0: No. Take the field. For sure. And we, I, I think anyone who's listened to us talk about Derwin James since his time at Florida State will understand we love Derwin.
1: Yes, but always take the field.
0: I will say this. The good news
1: is you can win Depoy after getting torched for 120 yards week 17 and losing a critical football game.
0: Talking about uh, Mr. Stephon Gilmore?
1: I may or may not be.
0: Do safeties win? I, I'm looking this up right now. Is this even a, an award that safeties get?
1: Uh, uh, I'm sure Palomalu's won it. Yeah, he
0: got it in 2010. So Gilmore, Donald, Donald, Mac, Watt, Watt, Watt Keekly Watt, Suggs, Palomalu, Woodson, James Harrison, Bob Randers.
1: It's a sack award.
0: So since, well, since 2004, we have Ed Reed, uh, Bob Sanders, Troy Palomalu, uh, and then Charles Woodson and Stephon Gilmore Sanders in second so good that year. Yeah, he was nasty. He was so good year. that year. Jason Taylor in two thousand
1: six, huh? Yeah, man, playing under Nick Saban.
0: Has wait, this is interesting. Of course, I got to bring this back to the Bills. I guarantee this has only happened one time. The Bills had the defensive player of the year in back-to-back years, ninety-five and ninety-six, but it's a different player. Bryce Pop yeah. at ninety-five, Bruce Smith in ninety-six. Now we've seen we've seen J.J. Watt win it two years in a row. So and, and Donald did as well. So you've you've seen the same team win it twice in a row, but as a different player for the same team. Wasn't pop so. with Green Bay? Oh, the Steelers did it. The Steelers, dude, look at the seventy. The Steelers had the 70- defense 74, 75, 76. They had the defensive player of the year. A different player three consecutive years <laughs> in a row: Joe yes. Joe Green, Mel Blount, and Jack Lambert. That's what a trio. Brain. That's cra- – and then Joe Green won it in 72. And Dick Anderson, the Dolphins' uh, safety, he won it in 73, or else the Steelers would have had it four years in a row. That's crazy. Oh, or, or Bryce Pop, yeah. So he was a free agent signing from uh, Green Bay. His first year in Buffalo, he had 17 and a half sacks one depoy. Really? Yeah. And was, was that just a-
1: because he was playing opposite Bruce Smith? Yeah.
0: <laughs> He was an animal, dude. But yeah, nobody ever had that type of production you know, with Bruce Smith. Did you say the Ravens did this?
1: Because the, the Ravens Ra- did this with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed.
0: Did they really? What they, years was it?
1: Oh, oh 03 and oh 04, they won deep, deep away and back-to-back oh, years.
0: Okay, so it's it's happened three times with different players. Yes. That's fun. There's some teams that have never had a defensive player of the year, I can see here. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, it's that's interesting. That's well, interesting.
1: Take the field. I love Derwin James as a football player, but take the field.
0: Do you think – so let's let's just to take this a step further here. Do you think whoever wins Defensive Player of the Year in 2020 is like a, a name you would be like, oh, yeah, of course, that person was always capable of it. Or do you think it's like a Shaq Barrett type player that comes out of mm, virtually nowhere and has a great season?
1: No, I think it's – you know, he gave some candidates here. Adam listed Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa. TJ Watt, Trey White, Stephon Gilmore, Chandler Jones.
0: Man, TJ Watt feels like he's right there, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Give me TJ Watt, depoy. Okay, I'm in.
1: All right. Me too.
0: Kyle, the one that <laughs> I think will happen here is Juju Smith Schuster. That's the one I think was. More
1: Juju's popular. the breakout. That one's pretty uh That was easy. It took that the low feels hanging. Pretty comfortable. Yeah. Pretty comfortable. Next most likely one is what? I say Cowboys one seed.
0: Really? Um I said it was more likely that the yeah, I'll say Stafford leads the NFL in passing.
1: Okay, okay, I can get behind that too. And then Especially three, I'll are... go with the Cowboys. Okay, sick. We're done here, guys. Hope you enjoyed. A special tip of the cap to Adam for some really fun, engaging content. Uh, kind of getting some other opinions in the industry and, and weighing in on what they have to say. So that was a a fun change of pace for us tomorrow. I guess we are talking Steelers and Juju and <laughs> yeah. there's there's a lot of layers to that conversation that will make that a, a very difficult decision for Pittsburgh so we look forward to talking about that with you guys tomorrow Kyle Krabs with Joe Bruno. thanks as always for listening to draft dudes podcast we out